Hey everyone, Whitney here with a quick message from the sponsor of this video, Green Mountain Services. Join us for the 6th Annual Cerebral Palsy Conference on October 1st and 2nd, 2021. This is a virtual event that can be attended by the comfort of your own home. There will be two days of networking, sessions, and high-quality award-winning speakers. Registration is free. Go to cerebralpalsyconference.org for more information. Providing Cerebral Palsy Advocates, an event for networking and education. Hope to see you there. Hey guys, this is Whitney and welcome back to another episode of Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the Cerebral Palsy community. And I get together weekly with individuals with CP, like myself, to have an uncensored chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this week, I have Zach. And uh, the way I came across Zach and his story is that we are actually co-workers. We both work at uh, Diversability. And um, I thought that he would be the... I thought that he would be a perfect person to interview on Fashion Chatter because he also has cerebral palsy and he uh, ha he just graduated uh, college from UC Berkeley and he's um, starting his career. So I wanted I wanted uh, to have him on. Uh, so I'll let Zach introduce himself and then we'll get on to the conversation. So take it away, Zach. Hi, I'm Zach. Um, I, I'm Zach. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, on I, I was born with cerebral palsy. Um, I was actually adopted because my mom, my birth mother, was sixteen years old, and. The family couldn't take care of me, so I was adopted and came to America at four months. That's awesome! I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm waiting all about Zach along with, along yeah. with all of you watching this. Um, I was really malnourished. I was only like ten pounds at four months. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. It was oh. bad. So, um, so I kind of want to, the first question I usually ask my guests is, um, how was your childhood growing up with cerebral palsy? Because, uh, like we said before this, cerebral palsy is known for, uh, known to be a childhood disability, but those children grow up to be adults. So one of the questions I always ask is, uh, what was your experience like as a child? I know that's a weird question because I'm like, it's I, when I'm at, when I if I was asked that question, I'd be like, well, it was just a normal childhood. But do you have anything um, that stands out for you? Sort of. So um, so with some self, so how do I say this? Some self policy. There's some um, into. Intellectual disabilities, 
associated with cerebral palsy. So, like, I, so I, when I was in, when I was in grade school, in high school, I was the first cerebral palsy wheelchair person that went through the entire, entire schooling with no special ed classes. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was <laughs> I'm kind of related to that because I did I went through I went through a general ed like and I was the only uh I was the only person with a physical disability in my in my uh in my uh, in my uh, school district with the that was general ed um but how big how big was your how big was your school like was it a big school or like small. Uh, I well, I don't know how big elementary school was, but like I know high school was like over a thousand people. Okay, cool. Yeah, my my high school is small. My my graduating class was only like 40, 40 students. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We had like four hundred graduating students. Yeah, so your 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 school is a lot bigger than mine. So, like, like you, uh, so you you go through the schooling system. You graduate high school. Um, what what uh, what was your like path after high school? Did you go Did you go straight into uh college, or what was that What was that like? So I went to community college. Um, so during community college, uh, it took a long time. I'm not because well, one semester I dropped, and we can actually get into that. But um, and then I and then I didn't take any summer classes. So, um, so like it took longer. So I was in, I was actually in, in community college for like five years, which is, then I got into UC Berkeley and then I was there for four years. That's awesome. There's no, there's no shame in like taking that long to like get a, to get a degree. Like, yeah, like it doesn't matter the length of the the length of your uh, journey as long as you got as long as you got that end result you got the you got the degree that's all that matters um and now i'm thinking about getting a master degree or finding a job somewhere yeah probably, that, i would probably get a master degree girl yeah that's what that's what i did i i uh i i graduated with my bachelor i did the same thing that you did i did i did community college first and then I uh, then I went into my bachelor's, and then um, I couldn't find a job with, with just the bachelor's. So I was like, well, if I can't find a job, I might as well just go back to school. So I went back to school and got my master's, and here I am today. Um, but uh, so what what is your what is your degree from uh, UC Berkeley? 
so so well for that's awesome so what made you what made you get into um that social welfare you want so okay i was going into psychology because psychology is cool and i like psychology but but um so when I went to community college, I was going to go to a, another school, like a state school that didn't have as nearly as as rigorous requirements for to get in. Yeah. So I was going to go to that school, but then uh, but then my advisor said to apply for UC Berkeley because that's the school I wanted to go. So I, so I applied. Actually, it's kind of funny because a state school um, accepted me like two weeks. Like it was so fast. Um, and, then, and then like two months later, they sent me another email saying, you you are still you still accepted, but that earlier acceptance letter was a mistake. So the so the acceptance letter was a mistake. Yeah, so, but, no, no, I was still accepted, but I got it like two weeks after I sent my application. Oh me! So then, so it was really it was really fast. Yeah, so, and now uh, and and it's. Speed was a mistake. Normally, no oh, the speed, the, the the fastness was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. So I have a so like um in Berkeley it was always like in high school. If you ask me my dream, my dream, uh, my dream school and like what I wanted to do, Berkeley was my top was my top school I wanted to go to. But uh, but I was kind of intimidated by the. Uh, um, acceptance criteria and like just that it was like out of state and stuff. But that that's besides the point. Um, did Berkeley like intimidate you like by like applying or were you just like I got this like like so, so after I got after I got accepted for the state school, I was waiting for my Berkeley application to go through and then. In the summer, I got waitlisted, and then, like the last day I could get in, I got in, and then, we, and then my family and me were debating on what school to pick, so I choose I chose Berkeley, so that's why I went to Berkeley. But for psychology, I couldn't do psychology because I didn't have the prerequisites. So that's why I chose. That's why I chose social welfare because social welfare was close enough to psychology, and and, you, and I could get in relatively easy. So that's why I chose social welfare. But um, so um, so I was. Like, okay, so when I was doing the application for UC Berkeley, I figured out 
I figured something out by myself. I'm good at school, but I'm not good at filling out applications. <laughs> yeah. Because I kind of read over, because in school you kind of, you kind of just read over stuff, and then once you get a gist of it, you can, you can, once you only need to know like a little bit of it. So when I'm reading applications, I tend to like skim over stuff. Yeah. And then I get in trouble, but, but it's a big <laughs> Pay attention to detail. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what was your like college experience like? Because I know that Berkeley is um, uh, it's like on the forefront of accessibility. That's where Ed Roberts got his got his start out with the, and he's the uh, like the father of the independent living movement. So, like, was your was a Oh, did you have like uh, was the accessibility of Berkeley all that it's talked up to be, or did you have like problems with that, or do you want to go into talking about that? Um, Berkeley was good overall, overall great. I think probably gave it a minus. A minus. There, there was some stuff that was weird, like they like. They, they, a lot of the time they fail to um, have accessible tables for me. Um, like I, you know, I don't think it's a disability service fault. I think it's whoever put put in the tables in for it. Yeah. That was the only. That was the only thing you uh, faced. Is that they didn't have, they didn't have the like the height the tables for you. Yeah, but like, but like one the first the first time it happened, um, it took like three months to get in. It was crazy. It was insane. That's crazy. So then, so, then, so then when it happened the first time, then I kind of knew what to do. Yeah. Like, so, it was, so then when it didn't happen, like every week I would be emailing the DSP people. Yeah. You need to come in table. You need to come in table. Well, that's also kind of cool, though, because you were, you were able to advocate for your needs because yeah. a lot of people... Like, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of people, but there's some people that would just like, they would just like, uh, like deal with, like deal with it. Like not like say, Hey, I need a, I need this accommodation. Like for the tables, they would, they would just, they would just deal with it. And like nothing would, like nothing would change. You know what I mean? So kudos to you for advocating for yourself. Yeah. I was like, I was so but there was another thing, but it was kind of weird. Did um, this one guy gave me like false information about parking, but but that's not nothing too crazy. Yeah. Did you uh? Did you live on campus or did you or did you like commute? 
I had a meeting. Um, it was like 40 minutes away. So Cool. So uh, what is your, what's kind of like, talk about like your, your future and your future plans. Uh, what is, what is your, like, what is your goals with your, so you have your degree now. So what, what are some of your goals uh, moving forward? So that's the golden, so that's the golden question right now. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking about getting my math degree in some sort of counseling, and and then I, I really want to work for like for a disability college uh, service or with disability counseling um, in college and school. That was we have we have, we kind of have a lot in common because that was uh that was one of my goals when I was in my master's program. I wanted to work. I wanted to well, I wanted to work in a disability service and disability services uh center at a college, but then it all changed. Um, so maybe like 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 this is just my my advice. You can take it or leave it. If you want, if you want to, if you wanted to do disability services like that type, maybe, maybe think about like getting a master's in higher ed, like in a higher, higher, like higher ed administration or whatever, because then it would, then you would have like the best of both worlds, you know, because you, yeah. you, know, you because you have your, you have all this disability experience and then the higher ed, like. The the higher ed, like the higher ed would just take you to that to that uh to that call to that college. It would give you the the background for that college experience. You know what I'm you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. That's a good, good idea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the advice. No problem. So uh, so you and you kind of have you kind of have a good a good uh because you work you work for diversibility which is the, which is the disability uh, organization so yeah. you have that going for you too um yeah, yeah. have you have you uh have you applied for any uh, or like will you have you like put yourself out there uh, after your after you graduated like have you have you put any fillers out in the like further your career? Are are you still in that? Are the in those first steps? I'm still in the first steps, but um, at my community college, I know like a lot of because I went there for six years, so I had I have some really good ties to the disability service. I was thinking about. I'm gonna go back there and talk to them and see if they have a job, if I can get experience. Um, uh, and then, and then after that, I would probably go get my master's degree, either counseling or higher ed, like you said, and then either go back to my community college or go to a different school and 
Şöyle gereği That's awesome. And I know I know with the social welfare degree you like to you like to do you like to do research. So I'm sure you've yeah. done all the research you can uh, about it. Um yeah, it, was, it was interesting because so like I never so like since okay, since I was in general I didn't really have that much contact with other disabled with people with disability. So like I never really thought about it, but then when I got into college I needed to write a bunch of papers. So I decided to like really focus on disabilities for every, every chance I got to write a paper. I did research for disability. Like I did one about education, I did one about jobs, I did one about uh, bullying, I did one about uh, technology and education for disability. So I college is like a, like the time the time where you start to like find yourself and uh, become more comfortable with yourself and like more accepting of yourself so mm -hmm. like like for me like growing up I didn't I didn't I didn't want to be I didn't want to be around other people with disabilities because I didn't I didn't I didn't want it to become like a woe is me pity party type of type of vibe and that was at the at that time that that's what that's all that uh that's all that I found when I when I hung out with other people with disabilities like and I, I just didn't want I just didn't want to that's not how I wanted to live my life. Yeah. And so oh, I can definitely I definitely resonate with that. Um So like, I mean, so when I got into kindergarten, um, right away, like people came up to me and like very friendly, and I made friends pretty easily. And then that carried me through high school, meeting new people, making new. So like, and it was it was in general, so like. No one really had physical disability, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, and like, um, I don't know about you, but but as I as I'm like growing older and and I like I'm an adult now, and granted I'm I'm older than you are, but like I uh, I'm more like accepting of my disability, and I'm more I'm more prideful of it, and I'm. I'm like, I'm like, I, I kind of, I kind of gravitate towards the disability community in, in a sense, but if there's like, in, if there's like, um, 
if there's like injustices like towards disabled people or like in the disability community itself I'm not afraid to like stand up to like stand up to like to stand up for like what I believe in when with um as in when I was like growing up I just I just didn't care does that, yeah. does that make sense yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm in the same way. In a sense. Yeah. Um. So, where I know, I know you. You might not. You might correct me if I'm wrong, but you might not. Uh, you, you might not be as active on social media. But where can people find you? Find you on a social media, Zach. Um, you can find me in the in the Diversibility Facebook community. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my Instagram is I don't know. Uh, Zach. Hold on. Zach underscore K underscore eight. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, but most of the time, most yeah, most of the time I'm talking about either video games or basketball. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not really that big into um. I'm not really big into posting right now, but I'm thinking about making a YouTube channel soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, when do you when do you do? I'll I'll update your up. I'll update your episode with your link in it, and I'll put all the I'll put all your all your contacts in the description. And Zach, I I kind of I kind of got ahead of myself. Uh, at the end of every episode, I I ask my guests if they have any advice for um, others who are going through similar situations as and so so do you have any advice for others who are watching this so, um yes um so you have to so like the, the way I look at people is kind of different because everyone thinks takes their work and people like they are good and I take the other point of view I think like if you say everyone is either like not well it actually makes it easier for yourself when you're like, struggling schools, struggling in front of jobs, struggling because there's seven billion people are going through the same thing. So it's kind of just helpful to understand that like, people are struggling, struggling in so many diff different ways. 
that you're not you're not you're not alone in your struggle. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome advice. And um, thank you, Zach, for agreeing to be on Spastic Chatter. And I really enjoyed talking with you. And if you're watching this and you want to be on an episode, feel free to reach out. There's a, you can comment wherever you see this video and or there's a form in the description you can fill out. And check back next week for another episode of Spastic Chatter. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.